I like the fact that I'm drinking tea on your show because I feel like it's sacrilegious. I got thinking about <laughs> this. Uh, so I'm, I, I mean, I'm obviously on coffee. I'm in my second coffee in the space of two hours. Yeah. But I've had four since I woke up, which was like three hours ago. So we don't oh talk. Oh my goodness. But I got thinking of what people have drank. And I, there's very few people who haven't drank coffee. I've had a couple who drank tea and I've only had a couple of people who've drank alcohol. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't. I've never been tipsy or drunk. I lead a very Not necessarily boring a life. bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's boring. I was 25 when I had my first drink and it just wasn't for me. Oh, how old are you now? 30. Yeah, so we're the same age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm a little older than you. Or I'm November, my birthday. I'm January. Yeah. So okay. you're two or three months older than me, actually. That's okay. so weird. You look so young. No, I always I thought you were really like. Don't. But I think you I look young. I always thought you were. I don't think you look thirty. That's like, fine. Yeah. Whatever. The beard throws people off. Like illusions. <laughs> you have like gl- the glowy use of like of like an early 20-year-old who just happens to have a beard. I mean, that's the best compliment <laughs> I've ever had. Described me in such a cherubby way. <laughs> Though if I do shave my beard, I do have like the face of a baby, so I can't really argue. Oh, God, yeah. this up properly then so welcome to okay. the podcast megan hi okay. i'm glad to be here it's taken I did us laundry so long. specifically for this occasion i've noticed i appreciate the t-shirt there's a lot I of wear it a lot like a lot a lot i love it to say we're people who i mean we talk on a fairly regular basis yeah, i don't think we do. we've had like a a vocal conversation ever I remember calling you a few times, but I know that that causes you anxiety, so I stopped. I just panic when people phone call me. It always happens. To say, like, <laughs> to say I run a podcast, and like, some of those podcasts are just calling people, when someone calls me, I'm like, I have no idea what to do in this situation. It's like, just answer the phone. Like, brain just goes, why the fuck is someone calling me? <laughs> to say hi, to chat. Nobody does that. Oh, man. I have so much anxiety making phone calls, but answering them, I'm great. Oh, yeah. Making phone calls is, again, the worst. Saying that, I mean, I'm, I'm meant to. So, so I, my, someone hit my car recently. Um, and I wasn't Are you okay? It. Yeah, no, I wasn't. Oh, it, it was goodness. parked. Someone clipped my car, took my wing mirror off. Um, so I'm like, there's an insurance claim going through. Mm-hmm. And they were like, it was all going fine. It'd been like four weeks or so. Um, and then the guy who clipped my car suddenly turned around and went, oh, no, I'm denying it so i need to provide all this new evidence which means me contacting the witness who actually saw the whole thing all i have mm-hmm. to do is walk up the street and post a letter through his door and i haven't done it for like three days because i can't like it's like it's just weird what if he opens his door midway and i'm like all i gotta do is post a bloody letter <laughs> <laughs> yep uh i have really really bad social anxiety but um i have all of the coping mechanisms so people don't tend to know that about me I think that, you know I yeah. I, I'm very things. social. Yeah, you learn these things as you go. I mean, like people describe mm-hmm. me as confident. I'm not, I'm not confident. <laughs> oh, that's funny because yeah. I get to see all of um, because you know, like a lot of the um, 
the things that you kind of hide under veneer mm -hmm. kind of comes through when you're um, chatting over text. So I get yeah. to see a lot of your, oh God. I think I said it recently and because um, I did a podcast with a painter called Charlotte. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I, there's like a passing comment in there, which I don't know if a lot of people knows, where I just said, don't look at this. You look at my artwork to figure out what I'm actually thinking. It's good because this mm -hmm. is just distraction. This is just, you know colorful lights and sound and then everything else is away from that. that's how you get through it um yeah you know you, re you reach our age you, you figure out a lot of mechanisms that's what we yeah do. no we, we we've we've had a lot of time to figure stuff out i don't know if i'm allowed to swear on here so I'm, you can I'm swear using... all you want. oh thank goodness yeah. you can swear you can blaspheme you can say whatever you want i don't know <laughs> i don't think that was the case but just in case i was yeah. using like my like if Polite my nephew voice. was in the room type language phone call voice is the, is the way mm. yeah it's when you're on I'm the not phone sure too. i actually have a phone call voice outside of work no i don't know if i do i know i get i get much more um working class round builders and like technicians it's just like a natural yeah. th it's like a safety thing you automatically just yeah. like no i'm gonna i'm gonna pretend to be less posh yeah you, even though I'm not posh. Yeah, I I grew up around a lot of very posh people, like country yeah. clubs, you know. Hey, Lillian, that's a computer. Um, and so I'm really good at, at putting that on, mm. even though I, I myself was not. Um, my mom just married, like, a country club guy uh, partway through my childhood. So, like, you know, I, I can answer the phone and talk to Republicans, like, hi, how are you doing today? Oh, that's lovely. You know, actually, I use lovely anyway. But it's like a like a general. That's, they're saying that though. I get more more working class around posh people as well because I like making posh people feel uncomfortable. I gosh, it's like you don't so know how to deal that with. I can be attacked for. Yeah. Here, that I try to make the person I'm talking to as comfortable as possible because I don't want to die. Yeah, I mean that. Is, I, there's a. My words fail me. Um, there's a, a solo podcast I want to do about kind of comfort and why I do being comfortable because my main my main life goal is to be comfortable. Like I have no other thing. It's like if everything I do is just to make myself comfortable, um, and then I work I like upwards that. from what, upwards from there. But I'll just discuss that another time. But like so, whenever I, I put a tweet out the other day of what do you do when you meet a new person? What is your instant reaction to make them more comfortable being around you? And I realize the thing I do is I will automatically insult myself in one way or another that I'll just make fun of myself. Like, because I would like that puts people at ease automatically. Like whether it's just something small, I'll insult, I'll just say, Oh no, don't worry about my house is a mess. Oh no, don't look at my hair. It's ridiculous. Or something like that. I'll automatically insult myself. And that's how I make people feel comfortable. <laughs> that actually makes me really uncomfortable when people insult themselves. Cause I feel like I need to like, it puts me in a position of needing to take care of the other person. Okay, that's And like, I, I, I've been in that role my whole life. I just want to relax when I'm around people. Yeah. I find so it, like, it makes people feel better about themselves. Because it's like, for the most part, people just say, oh, well, you know, if they're not taking themselves too seriously, I don't need to. So oh, then I yeah. can relax. Well, just, I just add a little bit of ridiculous and whimsy yeah. into the conversation. And I feel like that's enough because... It naturally happens anyway because I'm ridiculous and I love whimsical shit. Um, naturally ridiculous. That's a good tagline. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
You know, a lot of the things that I do um, that I found work at making other people comfortable, I came across um, honestly. Hmm. Um, So it's not even like I'm manipulating people. It's just, oh, the things I do naturally work. Cool. Like um, people people who don't hate themselves, I found, um, if you just compliment the things that you like about them, Mm -hmm. um, then like you're in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if somebody hates themselves and you compliment them that like it, it's so different from how they their their core view of the world it makes them incredibly uncomfortable and you're, mm. there's no way i like compliments like jokingly people. insult them and i'm not very good at that yeah I, I i can i think i mean i don't know if we is a in like, like like a nationality divide like obviously the uk we have a, a long history of sarcasm so you mm. you generally insult people anyway regardless of what you're feeling you're just you, there's there's a, like a there's like a 10 minute period of meeting someone new of where you figure out what level of insult you can lay on for them to be comfortable and you to be comfortable for you both to just kind of sit there and go yeah okay we're on the same page now you know it, it doesn't you know you can make fun of my hat it doesn't matter because we're on the same hat level <laughs> this actually reminds me of my best mate um he's he's an artist of course um of course. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, he's his main source of income because he's successful or whatever. Um, and his his mom died when he was fairly young, mm-hmm. and so you know he he does this you know like your mom thing, and then you know whenever he meets a new person and they get into the your mom jokes, he's like, well, my mom's dead. And if the other person's like, well, then fuck your mom, then you know that then he knows that you're going to be good friends. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I heard him and uh, another one of my friends going back and forth and doing that awful thing I was like oh my goodness <laughs> what have I <laughs> this walked is into terrible. <laughs> I can't I can't do that yeah. I wish I could but I can't it makes me feel bad I'm I'm soft and squishy <laughs> it's fine not it's not fine. filled with that that ledge <laughs> of needing to <laughs> to find someone's barrier or the worst thing that ever happens and I go no we can joke about this right like, yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Casually on that. I just bring us around nicely though. Like obviously, you said we never really had a conversation, but I was trying to think how long have we actually been talking? And I it's genuinely been years. don't know. Yeah, I remember I was in my early twenties, and I genuinely don't know how I came across your videos, but I was just trying to like find ways to to put more videos on my channel because mm-hmm. then it means that I didn't have to write as many letters to like notes on Facebook to update mm. people on my life. I could just be like, watch the video. That's yeah. how I am. And uh, I, I started doing response videos because I couldn't think of anything to do. Oh, and I is, think- There's so many throwbacks that you can't even do response videos anymore. Yeah, That's I haven't made a YouTube thing. video in a long time because people I didn't know started following me, so I shut it down. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a, a strange thing because we met, if, I mean, if we say a decade ago, like as a round, a round number, if you were in your early twenties. It's been a little less than a decade ago. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think we started talking immediately after that. I think it was a while before we actually started talking. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I, I was looking through, um, I mean, a lot of people wouldn't know what I used to do on YouTube because I hid a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. 
Um, I'm just going to expose all your secrets. Oh, no. I mean, it makes I, I don't know any of them, but yeah. I, I was going to do a, a, I couldn't decide because I was, I was watching some reaction videos because that's what you do. You watch people react to things. That's the world we live in. Um, yeah. And I was like, what if I did a reaction to me? Like, what if I watch some old me? And do oh, a I would me? watch that. That would be funny. And I tried, I went back and I found like, because I, I essentially when I started doing the podcast, I, I locked everything down to private. So the videos mm-hmm. still exist, although unlisted on like the more important ones, just because if you need a link, you've got the link. Um, yeah. And I tried watching one and I was just like, it's so Painful. bad. <laughs> it's pain. It's li- it literally causes me pain. Like, it's not even, you know, occasionally I'll be like, oh, I wish I still had that shirt. But, you know, yeah. like most of the time I'm like, Ugh, why? Why, why, why did interesting I do this? Now it's like, I, I feel like I could make a lot of the same points, but a lot more Better. eloquently because I have half an hour yeah. now. Because I have like yeah. a whole 30 minutes to do a podcast. Like, yeah. rather than. I actually it? like when points are succinct. Yeah. Um, I feel like it, it, it. I feel like it reaches more people. Hmm. Um when it comes to like effective communication styles, which, uh, because I am a loquacious son of a bitch. So it's hard for me to make a point in like five words or less. Yeah. I think it was so strange. I mean, obviously the styles changed as well, but then I think YouTube content changed a lot because if I watch back the old ones, so obviously the main thing was jump cuts. You got, Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Jump cuts were, were, space between I would words. still do jump like, cuts now I don't care what the styles are of the day <laughs> I, I find something I'm comfortable with and I'll stick to it it's, it's the styles reactions <laughs> yes that's the well, new yeah. style because I, I I don't even I think there's only one YouTuber I watch who I used to watch like all the way They're back all then doing other things now apart from the one I watch which is Wheezy Way yeah. and I, I just keep oh. watching him I just later still does YouTube videos. He does, but he he so he essentially excuse me. He evolved what he did, which is I thought was interesting because most people like they jump from one thing to another, um, mm-hmm. one product type essentially. Whereas he just kept making videos, and then his style slowly developed with his life. So now he does longer videos hmm. on specific topics, but it's still got his humor in it. That's awesome. Yeah. Which is, but it was yeah, just like absolute madness. But then, yeah, we 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 met via YouTube, medium which yeah. we're on right yeah. now. Yeah, video. So I forget if we had our first conversation on YouTube or Instagram. Um, I mean, Instagram's only what's like last five years. Instagram. Yeah. Seems like. My memory is really terrible. Um, yeah. I'm sure your listeners are very interested to know into why my. Memory is terrible, but yeah, it's it's it didn't used to be, and now it is. I mean, they put up Getting with me, old. and I repeat myself so often. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, you repeating yourself is so good for me. Like, I, I, I'm a terrible friend. I've listened to maybe three of your podcasts, but the fact that you come back to the main point so many times mm-hmm. actually helps me stay focused on what what you're discussing. I mean, I have trouble staying on point. That's that's a good. That's a, a general, general I think that's problem. just ADHD brain <laughs> for that's me just, anyway that's just me like slowly sinking like my brain just going oh well we could we could talk about this later but my brain's going well we could talk about it right now couldn't we yeah because if we don't talk about it right now I literally will never remember yeah. that yeah. I mean I, I watched back I said I watched one of my podcasts back today because uh, I was sharing it because it's like national suicide day or week or something like oh, that oh yeah mm-hmm. um 
and then kind of like rewatched one of those and I was like I, I topic jump so much like I don't know how someone holds a conversation with me at times because oh gosh um this <laughs> conversation style is actually where I'm most comfortable because if somebody wants a linear mm. um conversation or doesn't want me to interrupt them ever oh gosh we are not going to get along <laughs> we're not it's just it's never going to happen you I can only to... cope so well yeah a ride and it. caffeine helps. I'm not yeah. going to lie. And I only allow myself caffeine one or two days a week. But um, this is one of those days. So One or two days a week. Days a week. Really it, enjoying it. I mean, so you're, you're on, I'm going to say, East Coast? I am. You're on yeah, East I'm on the East Coast of the uh, US of A. So you're, it's like 10 a.m. where you are. It's like I don't actually 3 in know. the afternoon where I am. Uh, I wish it was 3 in the afternoon. I want to go out and take photos hey little girl okay that's the first cat we've had on the podcast yes this is lillian uh she is a queen empress and uh i know that you're not a cat person but (laughs) she is she's my whole heart i love her more than my life partner it's it's a thing this this is like (laughs) i mean to say we 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 talk quite a bit you're very cats You're, you're very cat orientated Oh yeah, as a person. Yeah, well, just animals in general. It's just cats are in my immediate vicinity most. Yeah, are you are you are you are you still multiple cats, or are you just one cat at the moment? Oh, um, Cleopatra is upstairs. Um, she is technically my life partner's cat, but I've stolen her from him. <laughs> technically, but we all know who's in charge of the cat situation. Yeah, I I'm Mama. I, I feed the cats. I take care of their litter boxes. I make sure they have water. I don't know if I could live with a cat. Uh, my life partner's allergic. <laughs> this just seems self-defeating. <laughs> it's your, it's your, your partner's cat, but they're allergic. <laughs> you you look after well, the cat. <laughs> so you're maintaining the allergy. <laughs> Well, he loves Cleopatra more than he loves me, so we're okay. we're on the same page of priorities. Right. I think it's why we work. So it's like a tryst with a cat involved in between. Yeah. It was just I don't know. There's I think there's I feel like cats have the same problem. Well, not the same problem, but the same problem in my head as like babies do. There's an independence level which I'm not comfortable with because I can't tell what they're thinking at any one time. And that terrifies I'm me. <laughs> pretty good at knowing exactly what my kids what are thinking. thinking. Look at that I, face. There's just like a glare of I don't know. I could could be positive, could be negative. Well, <laughs> um, she's not terribly comfortable around men, but she can't hear your voice. Okay. Um, but so right now she's just looking for. She wants to play. Um, so she's looking for something to to play with. Um, I'll play with her after the podcast. Do you do you get along with dogs? Oh yeah, yeah. I take care of them professionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a I'm a pet sitter. Yeah, I own my own pet sitting business. And you get dogs and cats because that's why I love dogs. I love and, dogs and because... lizards. And lizards. Wait, you pet sit lizards? Yeah. Do you need to pet sit lizards? Lizards? I feel like lizards like are fairly them. self-sufficient. <laughs> They need to be fed. Well, I mean, there's that, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, they need to, you know, lights on and off. Um, some of them actually require attention. 
Hmm. Like um, bearded dragons are more social. Are you, we had um, a snake at one point. <laughs> oh, I love snakes. Well, we it was it was a strange circumstance. Essentially, so we got a snake for free because Whoa. Free, free snake, um, free tank as well, like everything. Um, it so was a, a rehoming situation, I'm guessing. Yeah. So essentially, uh, the, the guy we got it from had I think he had like Sweating. nine snakes or something like that. Um, yeah, my life partner does too, but he breeds them. Yeah, he, he was kind of like he was a collector, uh, but he was going out of the country for a little while. So he was like, "Oh, well, you can rehome it for a couple of years, sort of thing." Um, mm-hmm. And then, so we we got hold of this snake, and it was only really young, like a really young corn snake. Mm-hmm. Um, I love corn snakes. They're and so we had cute. it for I think we had it for like two months or something like that, and then we had to get rid of it because well, we never neither of us had ever looked after a snake. Yeah, and they take yeah. animal husbandry skills. Yeah, they take take time. And I, we were just so concerned because it was, um, essentially it wouldn't stop striking me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just worried about like accidentally making it aggressive, essentially. I get that. Yeah, so it was yeah. like we didn't, didn't want to breed an antisocial snake by accident because we were inexperienced, so we ended up kind of passing it on. But he was a little, he was like, he was purple, or I recall him being purple. He says being colorblind. Um, <laughs> uh, I've never heard of a purple corn snake, but I will, I will take your word it for it. It could have been, I don't know, maybe blue? I, don't know. I, don't, I, don't. I feel like if you're going to start owning snakes, a corn snake is a pretty good place to start. Hmm. It's called Jojo. He was only a little. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jojo the snake. But he, you know, we we go along. We go along. But I like I, the reason like I like dogs is because you can always tell what they're thinking. Yeah, they're very expressive. I love pit bulls because they're basically just snuggle puppies. That's all they yeah. want to do. They just want to be up in your business all the time. And they have like, and no neck. <laughs> yes. It's just uh, shoulders and ass. Like that's all they I have. Know. <laughs> they're made for snuggling. They're they are. Uh, Gosh, if I ever get a dog, it will be a pit bull. Yeah. Uh, I'm the snuggliest person that I know, and that's a little overwhelming for most humans. But, <laughs> but with pit bulls, it pit bull will snuggle me. Yeah. I, I think I'm more, I mean, I grew up with a Labrador in my life. Mm-hmm. And then my, my brother's dog's like a lab cross because he's a rescue. Um, and then I think like if I go on, it probably end up being a Labrador of, of some description of across probably a month because rescues you know yeah every single one of my pets is a rescue um and i I pretty exclusively adopt senior pets okay uh just because you know like you know exactly what you're getting into their identity is already pretty well formed i'm very low energy senior pets are much more low energy than like young or adult pets yeah a friend of mine does, uh, in fact, I had her on the podcast, she she fosters dogs. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, well, kittens. And she she has a habit of uh, keeping the dogs which she's fostering because she, she mainly takes elderly dogs. Foster fails. It, it's, yeah. There's so many fosters. She has, I think she's got, I want to say five. She has five dogs mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, and yeah, most of them were just like, oh, we'll come to my house. We'll look after you for a little bit. And it's like, oh, I guess you're staying in my house now. And you will never leave. <laughs> A couple of times I almost foster failed and um, I did manage to find them 
good and wonderful homes and I only cried a little bit a lot of it but that's fine <laughs> I mean, like, a lot it's better if you can go visit them afterwards oh, yeah and I do I do visit them yeah um I I follow them on social media too <laughs> like half of them have their own Instagrams now yeah. and I'm that's like the age we live in <laughs> yeah. like, uh, just, I don't know. I, say, I, I mean, I follow. What do I, I follow? I follow a lizard on Instagram. Oh yeah. Uh, I have um, a hedgehog. Think, like, mm-hmm. I follow a few of those. It's just <laughs> one of them's a tortoise that matches. Like it's a it's a family of right. this giant tortoise, and um, her parents, and they all wear matching outfits. It's just, it's so ridiculous and so cute. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I've got to, this is, this is joyous. I could use more joy in my life. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know where like pet profiles came from. Like if we, if we go back to content for like a second, like they just came to come out of nowhere, but they seem like they should have been a thing much earlier on. Like I feel like my yeah. should have had profiles for pets, but no one was doing it. My friend had a Facebook profile for her teddy bear. Yeah. And that that is something I probably should have done for my teddy bear. Actually, he's right here. Way bigger than I expected. <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to be there. Normally, he's upstairs. Uh, but last night, I just brought him down, and so now he's here. Yeah. That's, that's, the yeah. Way, that's how bears get around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's that's Henry, and I've had him since. Well, he, uh, I was born in Japan, and he yeah. he was made in Japan, and I've had him since I was. Oh gosh, really, really small. See, this is. I think this is one of the reasons I always find it interesting talking to you because you've had, you've lived in so many places. Not that many. But they, it just <laughs> seems like you've you've lived way more life than me. <laughs> When I, because you say, like, and I was doing this, and I was doing, and I'm just sort of like, I've been in like middle England for like ever. <laughs> okay, but I've spent most of my life either in Japan or on the East Coast. Okay. So um, a bit mostly more... on the East Coast, but you know, I, I, I just, I go back and forth all the time. Yeah. Japan's so. there. I mean, you, how, how old are you when you moved out of Japan? <laughs> okay, so. I was three years old when I came to America for the first time. Yeah. Um, uh, not not like the, I, I was in America before then because I came here to have surgery um, when I was like six months old. And then I went, I moved back to Japan when I was eight. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I spent 10 years in the States after that. And then I spent... I think 2008, I, I visited for like six weeks. And then 2009, until the earthquake and tsunami, I just lived mm. in Japan again. And I learned how to like read and write aside from like signing my name or like writing the sentence, I like books. Yeah. That's all I had learned how to read and write. The only sentence you needed in Japan, right? Yeah. <laughs> for like the first 18 years of my life, I basically just needed to know how to sign my name. I mean, that's all I need nowadays, right? I can do everything via Zoom calls. Just I never yeah, have to exactly. sign anything ever again. So you need to sign this. <laughs> we'll turn electric on the camera. Signature. Yeah, this is the new electric signature. I read a so I read a book. Um, I kind of posted about it. 
uh, called Individutopia. Um, which I is missed like, that post. It was. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm on. I'm in two minds about this book. I can't decide if I like it. Like, it took me like a day to read it. Um, I, I was initially disappointed because I thought it was a graphic novel, and then it uh, arrived. Well, I, I, I did I notice the book a stack, bit. like behind. There are and, no um, bookshelves here. <laughs> at all? You could None. build a bookshelf out of books. Yes, I just, I just, I'm just stacking them. I read them. It's not okay. like I just have them. You're not collecting. So I keep bringing more books over as I go through them. Just gradually, like, glue them together into like another bookshelf. No, I want to reread them. No, I'm so I'm, I'm looking to get rid of the book I had because it was essentially like a, it's like a dystopia future, um, mm-hmm. which it sounds right up my alley, but it it mm-hmm. ended up not being that great because it was a bit ham-fisted with its like social political views. It was kind of it didn't it seemed to lack a lot of story for what it was actually trying to kind of suggest to the world um but yeah it was was kind of one of those ones of i was reading through and it's like it it gave me like a quite different view of how someone interprets like history and and little bits like that i can't remember why i brought this book brought this book up but i'm just i'm running with it because hell why not um (laughs) well we never actually picked the topic of conversation we might as well talk about dystopian futures we could talk about dystopian. completely ignore the fact that we're living in one right now (laughs) I mean, well, at I, least re- I am. Hey, I mean, you're, I re- you're probably doing better than I am. I'm, I'm in the U.S. of A. and I'm you, trapped. You have a much more, uh, I guess, what the world like visceral dystopian future. Mine's much more subtle. Like the yeah. dystopian future I'm in is much more. This is, I wrote my dissertation about this. When really? I, I Why have I never this, read this? Because it's written by me, so it's barely read legible. <laughs> Seriously, I've read the dissertation of so many of my friends, and I always enjoy it. Because I wrote a book about potatoes, which is much more interesting than my, oh my dystopia gosh. book. You ended up sending me six copies instead of three. Yeah. Yes. I don't feel like I did, but at the same time, oh well. <laughs> so I owe you money. No, you're fine. <laughs> but that's I'm how you get copies of potatoes. Anybody as, listening, yes. like. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so fun. Yeah? It's adorable and it's fun. I've read it like three times now. I just keep going back to it. I've destroyed one of my copies. So, you know, maybe that's why I have six. Yeah, that's why you need six. I see. I mean, who knows? If, I, um, if we ever meet in person, I'm buying you a cup of coffee and I'm having you sign my completely destroyed copy. Okay. I can live with that. <laughs> okay. I, I can live with that level of comfort. I, this okay. is, I'm, I'm now like, going into my orders to see how many you ordered and i feel like uh, you ordered six i'm just checking that <laughs> i didn't i ordered three let me see if i can find you when was this did um you, did I, pre- I did ordered, order three so, yeah. yeah oh well you got six this is how you get copies of my work i just give it away <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is man, a general fact so though. broke i would have i would have sent you money by now but... i mean how did you get your t-shirt did I just you give just you sent it? it to me? Exactly. Yeah, and you wouldn't give me your PayPal information. I I literally spent three hours googling you, trying to find your contact information. <laughs> I sent um, a message to your mom over Facebook asking for it. She never went back. Like messaged me back. And I mean, somebody who was on your friends list that also lived in Lincolnshire, because I was yeah. like, maybe, maybe this person knows. Right. 
And uh, they emailed back and, or Facebook messaged back. They're like, I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. And I was like, God damn it. That, that is a, a driving force. How do I pay Graham? Like, <laughs> he never asks for money. He constantly just gives me stuff. <laughs> we'll reciprocate one of these days. One day. One day. Maybe. And then I'll just slowly yeah. put money in your bag when you're not looking so it balances out. You'll, you'll receive just some, some random piece of art which you don't know about. <laughs> well, see, that's how I'm going to end up reciprocating. I'll just like, because I craft. Yes. And um, <clears throat> I have some leftover black Ethiopian old pole that I don't know what to do with because it's so expensive. It's the most expensive material I've ever worked with. It's like $75 yeah. a strand. <laughs> and I got three strands. And I have just a little bit left over. And I don't know what to do with it. I don't, because it's not enough to actually make anything with, because they're they're so tiny. Yeah, I I like I'm most of the materials I ever work with are cheap. That's that that's one thing, like Same. one factor which yeah. always plays into everything I make is like I'm, whatever I work with has 99% to be cheap. Ninety nine percent of what I make is super cheap. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, it's just um, it was special. Yeah. It was a special thing, uh, you know. Yeah. I think, in fact, the most expensive, if I think pound for pound of what I've made recently over the last two years, <clears throat> the most expensive thing I bought was I bought some Bible paper. Oh, yeah, that stuff's way more expensive than you think it's, yeah. oh, dear goodness, going to be. And it was like... It's so thin. Well, this this was my, my thought. So, it was when, so I essentially I made a zine, um, which was essentially meant to be the antithesis of Null Point. So, really? Well, so Null Point obviously is, is, is anonymous, it's mass yeah. contribution, and I give it away free. It's essentially just a leaflet with mm-hmm. weird ideas. Someone asked me about Null Point the other day and asked if it was meant to be um, hugely, uh, I don't know, what's the word, aggravating or like liberal, essentially. And I, I, all I could reply was, well, it comes from contributions from the public. I can't control the content that much yeah well you can a little bit yeah i mean i curate it but i can only go on what i have i can only curate what i have and i try to present both sides um off 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 topic again um yes what is the topic (laughs) but um so yeah i I decided to make obviously it's mass produced as well so it's like i I print however many issues i want to print of it um whereas this i was like well i need to make something which is the opposite of that so i need to make a personal zine which is very me can't really be associated in any way shape or form so i made a handmade perzine which is literally just like a story for my life and then i've described it with the way i've told it is essentially how i tell how i speak so it's it's very colloquial it's very um all over the place and then i hand typed it on my typewriter and i was like but also it needs to be made of like a super high quality paper Mm -hmm because Null Point is just mass produced. So I, I, want, was, I spent ages looking for paper. And I was like, what's the best paper to do this on? And I was like, well, Bible paper is probably the best paper place to do this on because it's durable despite being so thin. Like it's weirdly durable. Yeah, I have my grandmother's Bible after she died. I got the, this little tiny Bible and a, um, a little miniature painting. That's, yeah. that's my inheritance from my grandmother. But then, like, see, like the but then I actually have like my grandmother herself. She's over there on the table because I take her with me everywhere. Yeah. Is, which isn't morbid at all. Oh, 
Well, when certain old people get to a certain age, they have to be portable. So you got to. And it's not even like my whole grandmother. It's like a third of her. <laughs> I don't know why that seems worse. Like in my head, right? Like, that's way more morbid. Like that's just part of. Two thirds of her is buried, I think, with her first husband, and then I got the rest. I kind of like that. I like the idea of putting like so. If I was cremated, I, I like the idea of me having like an urn, which is like a central graham point. Mm-hmm. And then people can just come collect like a little vial if they want it. See, I just want to be freeze dried and chipped because um, it will shake him so it kind of pulverizes the pieces. Because then I'm basically fertilizer yeah. and it's not detrimental to, to uh, the environment the same way that um, <clears throat> cremation is. Hmm. And uh, I, don't, I don't like the idea of like preserving the corpse. You know, like, this is, first strip me of pair, spare parts. Like, first okay. of all, yeah. like, take yeah. the corneas, the skin, the organs, whatever. I mean, like, my body's a lemon, but there's got to be something here that you can use. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we give, give the rest back to the earth and not as, like, some weird ashen thing. Hmm. I like the idea of being a nuisance in death. Like Being uh, a nuisance, yeah. did you say? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, like, okay. if someone... Of course. Of course. Like, taxidermied me. And then I was like, a, ra- a ragdoll, which people could just leave places. That'd be great. So instead of getting cremated, I just get, you just borrow Graham. Like, <laughs> like a mannequin, but you could just leave me in public places. And it's like, if you need to talk to Graham, you just go talk to Graham. He's just on that yeah. bench over there. But then oh, you can also God. take I me home. I talk to my grandmother. Would I trust people Cause... to talk me home? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, um, I don't think it's all that morbid, but apparently people get really uncomfortable with it. I mean, there's, a, I don't know, like, because I, I think this is something which we, we've talked or bonded on before is like, the kind of people who responds to the work I make, <clears throat> because of my work tends to be quite dark, despite yeah. its kind of softness, like, potato goofiness or whatever you want to to look at it it tends to be quite dark and i i I struggle to understand why people kind of respond to it um but we we Um, both have quite a healthy outlook on on life and death (laughs) i've i've struggled with my positive outlook on life because i've lived through quite a lot of trauma Mm -hmm. which is probably why i respond to your artwork because um, it, it, it helps me process a lot of the really, really bad stuff that I've, I've been through in life. Despite my happy, shiny demeanor. Well, that's the coping mechanism, um, right? <laughs> no, I actually am a happy, shiny person. Like, legitimately. Yeah. <laughs> it's just my natural state of being. I'm optimistic and joyous. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good, good outlook. I don't know. Like, I've, I just have like one little thread of pure darkness going yeah. through me. Yeah, yeah. everyone's got that's that why we're friends. Thread. Yeah, <laughs> Every, everyone's got that little little pocket which kind of tucks away. But then at the same time, like I, I I I find it quite strange to think someone asked me once, like how I make the work I make because I, I've personally never been through what I'd call anything traumatic to to yeah. such a scale that it's, it impacts my daily life. You know, I've, I've had bad experiences, but I've never had something which like 
left such a mark that I can think of. There's likely something there, and if I ever see a therapist, I'll dig it up. But yeah, you know. Oh, therapy is 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 amazing. I highly recommend it. I almost used American colloquialisms, and that's probably not the best for this particular format. I mean, I don't know. It's I mean, it's counseling. That's thing. What's yeah. an American American colloquialism? Uh, bomb and oh. uh, or boss. I was, I was about to say that's some bomb ass shit and then I was like wait we understand that in the UK we can do slang kind of uh, well yeah I, I, um, I've never had appropriate slang depending who I'm talking to because I learned English in so many different areas yeah it does <laughs> surprise me when I say things and you understand what i'm talking about because like if i use a colloqu- well like if i so if i describe like a product or i'm talking about something casually which is very british like if i like i mentioned biscuits yeah and they're like a brand of biscuits and then you but you carry on like the conversation like you know what i'm talking about whereas i talk to you a like mcvitties yeah like something? that yeah whereas like i can talk to a lot of americans and mention something like that and they'll just glaze over like they have no I think- idea Okay, so like a lot of the international markets back home have like, like it's not, there's like the American section and then there's the British section. So like a lot of... The British section. I'm curious. Like if you go to uh, supermarkets. Here? Yeah, what do you get in a British section? What's cliche? We don't have British sections. (laughs) We have, we literally, we have the most racist. It's so bad. So like we have like the ethnic aisle. Oh, we call that the world like the Asian section, and it's like, oh my god, so it's so bad, it's so bad. I I, seriously, if you ever come to the U.S. of A., I'm taking you to a grocery store, and we're gonna go down that one aisle that has like. I love the idea of going to a grocery store in the U.S. But back home, we have um, like there's National Azabu. That's I think about an hour away from where I lived in Japan, and that had you know like a german aisle and a british aisle and an american aisle all right so i recently did a snack exchange with um <clears throat> with two friends who live in san diego um and so I, we sent we sent each other I like i still have those chocolates for you it's just i can't get to the post office that's fine you know the first I mean, round melted so i had to rebuild the collection <laughs> with the first round melt you just you just melt it a little bit more and then you dip stuff into it that's but <sighs> I should have done that. I just ate the melted chocolate. Or if you got cereal, you can make Rice Krispie cakes. No? (laughs) Rice Krispies. (laughs) No, it was not with the chocolate that melted because it was mostly coffee flavored chocolate. Oh my God. And it just, it would have been the worst texture with the Krispies. We don't really have coffee flavored chocolate in the UK. That's why I got you the coffee flavored chocolate. That's like, that's weirdly, that's just never occurred to me. That's not really a thing. We do a lot of coffee cake. Well, I actually live really, really close to um, uh, uh, the the factory that makes Hershey's chocolates. Okay. So um, I just went there, and I found because they'll sell things at at the 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 store there that they don't sell anywhere else. Yeah. Like anywhere in the world, so I just went there and I found you know what like all of the weird like Hershey Kisses that were like yeah. coffee flavored and stuff. And I was like, this is going to be, and then, you know, there are other local things like there's, there's premise made that's an hour or two in the opposite direction. 
just like a local chocolatier. That's crazy. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so so saying about uh, friends in San Diego, <clears throat> but that um, both of them are Asian. Mm-hmm. So I didn't actually get sent any American food. <laughs> um, so oh, they, no. they sent me like they sent me loads of stuff, and it was, it was crazy. But it basically all came from the like the the Asian supermarket. So I got like there's like a mayonnaise which has a baby on it, which is like, in, like a, yeah, like they sent me that, mm-hmm. and then like some like curry flavored crisps and different bits. And I got good. I got a tiny cat toilet. Oh my god, that's adorable! Which when you lift the <laughs> lid, like has a different cat face oh that's very uh kawaii but it's like it's strange because it, it comes with like a I little tried to pack say that of like the most american accent i could kawaii but it comes with like a tiny sugar thing which you pour into the toilet to drink it no wait let me read that quick i can't tell if that's motmo or like if it's motsumotsu but i mean this one's strawberry it's strawberry oh, flavored yeah yeah it took me a while and to figure that out to say there's a strawberry on the front. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, I can I can read that. Yay. Yeah. But yeah, they sent me like loads of stuff, and I was like, this is so strange. We've done like a snack exchange, but I got nothing from the U.S. <laughs> I I'm trying to give you like, um, actually now that I've mentioned Hershey and Premise Made, people can figure out that I am in Pennsylvania, in Amish Pennsylvania. country. Amish. See, this is a strange because I've so I've been recently rewatching X Files because you know why of not? Course. Yeah, you know it's, I've it's, never I've never seen it. It's on Prime, you know it's available. So I was like, okay, I'm oh. just going to rewatch all all of X Files, um, and I find it very hard to figure out where they are at any one time because they move around the country like every episode, and like were you mentioning Amish country? Like up to that point, I didn't know where Amish country was. It is in, um, uh, it's in a specific county in Pennsylvania called Lancaster County. Okay. And then there are also Amish um, groups because they've, they've grown a lot um, in, in population. Um, so I think that there's also um, Amish um, communities in Ohio mm-hmm. and one other state. I but um, I just assumed Nebraska in my head. Like I assumed that was like Amish country. So. Maybe it's just because no. I associate Nebraska with farms, and then I associate the Amish with farms. Oh, maybe. Maybe. But yeah, I actually went to a Mennonite boarding school in Lancaster County for the last two years of high school. Mennonite boarding school. Um. So like all of the white kids who were local. Yeah. You know, like just went to the school normally as like a, a day school. And then there was an international dormitory where I lived and I was the white kid. <laughs> the white kid. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And, uh, I, this is, I think this is why I find like the U.S. fascinating is because, because there's so much space in the U.S. Oh my God, so much. Yeah. You've got so uh, many. Back home, I'll have like exchange people who like were were living in the u.s and they'll come back to japan and they'll be like (laughs) i'm trying to translate these conversations in my head um like my one friend um kento was like you know hey you know in canada you can be at a house and not see the other house and everyone's like no that's not true and then they'll ask me 
Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You can be somewhere and like drive 10, 15 minutes and not see a house for, yeah. and like, they, you... they think we're pulling their leg. That's a nice little British quote, British idiom. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, it's strange because like you got, like you couldn't have the Amish in the UK because there's just not space for them. Like, yes, you could have like a family who have that val- those values, but you couldn't like own land and have an Amish community. You would have to literally be a family and then move other families in around you to dominate space. Kind of like when you do that's with like a religious community. They do here. Like they, they have space total... around there. Like they have fields. Okay, so like if you see, yes, of course, with the farming and everything. Yeah. Um, but like if you see Amish houses, they're like all of the neighbors aren't, are, well, they call us English. Um, yeah. You're either Amish or English. There's no, nobody else. It's um, so strange when you're in Pennsylvania. and. Like, yeah. So I've been called English, uh, which is interesting for me. But I yeah, always like the idea like, of coming to Pennsylvania. They reclaiming. have like these green shutters. Yeah. That's like they're signaling like this is an Amish home. This is an Amish home. This, yeah. I always like the idea of coming to Pennsylvania and reclaiming parts of Pennsylvania just to annoy people. <laughs> I genuinely want to see how that goes down. I there are read the room before you do oh, that because yeah. there are some people here who get violent like a hair trigger. Yeah. I mean, um, like hair trigger violence, and I, I keep forgetting that you're tall, so you might be able to get away with it. But yeah, I I do have a large advantage in that I am large. That's yeah. It, it I'm tall too, but I'm also very slight. Yeah, I'm and, large um, and I I'm, appear dumb. So. <laughs> Yeah. Again, it's distractions. Yeah. yeah. I can well, walk it's, into rooms and pretend to be dumb. That's <laughs> I've had, it's been a very long time since this happened, but I've had a lot of people assume that they can push me around, like physically, yeah. and then be very shocked when they're in a lot of pain very quickly. <sighs> I don't, I don't like fighting. I'm a pacifist, but a couple of times I've had to defend myself and it was not a fun experience, but at least I can do it. Yeah, it's being prepared in case that happens. I think that that's like I have the counteract of that in that because I'm big, people see me as a challenge, which is what what happens if you kind of like in you're out in like a bar or somewhere like that. If you're, big, you're an imposing presence, yeah, wanna... you're an imposing presence. So when you get someone who's drunk and um, perhaps yeah. insecure, they see it as like I'm going to pick on the big guy, and not realizing it's like yes. I'm big, and though I've never really had to fight, I know how to use being big to just... You've never been in a fight? Well, I've never been in a fight in the sense of having to, like, I guess what's the word, like, rally and fight, like throwing fists or something like that. I've been in a fight in the sense of someone's attacked me and I've had to pin them to the ground. Um, Oh. But not in the sense of, like, if someone was, like, oh, you know, starting a fight with you or something like that. I, I don't think I've ever pinned somebody to the ground. I usually incapacitate them so they are on the ground, but then I run away. I mean, my my yeah, I'm big, so I just lay down and take them with me. That's essentially <laughs> essentially when you're big. That's your your basic defensive mechanism is like if you're going to fight me, I'm just going to grab hold of you, and we're both going to the ground, and we'll see uh, what happens once we're on the ground. <laughs> 
Well, I'm like 56 kilos, uh, maybe 57. I don't know. I don't actually own a scale. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much everybody can lift me, even if you're really weak. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I, I forget I'm big, though, at times. Like, it's just really easy to forget when you're big. And then you stand around some people. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm 177 centimeters, and that's, that's a little taller than average. Yeah. For, for for people here do you do that thing of like if you you get into like a group of people and then you suddenly you like you stand up straight for a moment and you're like oh wait i can see over people yeah <laughs> really like when did this happen <laughs> or like i'll wear really really short heels um okay. occasionally for for different things and um uh people get mad like actually <laughs> angry at me Why? and they're like they're like, you don't need to be 185 centimeters. This is unnecessary. And I'm like, I want to be 193 centimeters. Are you kidding me? Give me like, give me really tall heels. Let's, let's do this. Let's make it worse. I feel like if I wore heels or platforms, I mean, I used to wear uh, like New Rock boots, which were like big oh, yeah. gothy Platform boots. Platform shoes yeah. are great. Um, I love them because I, I do want to be taller. <laughs> it's just one of those things about you when you do it you you kind of realize it's like there is a limit on how tall you can be in society <laughs> like if i got like, half a foot taller life would not be like every doorway is not accessible <laughs> yeah um back in the um language school that i was going to back home to learn how to read and write there mm-hmm. were all of the foreigners there with me and uh one of the foreigners was um we called him two meter tim and every time when he went into the building, he had to duck to yeah. walk through the hallway because he was too tall for the hallway. And then he would have to disassemble, like actually, because uh, the, the desk was physically attached to the chair. Yeah. And he would have to unscrew the desk part to get in the chair and then rescrew it in. So he like brought a toolkit. Whereas what I would do is because I was only like, just over 46 kilos at that yeah. point in my life i was so t- i was so small it was not healthy um yeah. i wasn't healthy uh but like i would literally i would come in and i would speed and i would go into the chair at an angle and like like i couldn't i couldn't bend like in sunroof just like sliding in i didn't come in from the top i came in from like an angle at the side and i would just be like very yeah. not gracefully falling in and then trying to like make it so that because my knees kept knocking at the top of the desk that's how i get into small cars small uh, presents with a small car and i say literally just fall in and then i'm so yeah when we get out very of the old desk, japanese buildings are not made for tall foreigners so like for my my coming of age day um uh because because that's that's a thing it's called hatachi um, okay. my grandmother who's my my adoptive Japanese grandmother who's known me since I was born yeah and she's very very rich um was able to get a a blue silk kimono that was made for people who were like six feet tall yeah and um you know she and Onoe-san put me in kimono for my hatachi and it was it was amazing I felt very loved oh so nice I think I think it was really good like I, I Japan's one of those places where I've never really it's never really appealed to me as like a location mm-hmm. but a lot of that is to do with um obviously language barrier gives me like mm-hmm. a huge thing um but again just like yeah, yeah I'll be your guide 
yeah it's it, but again just like, like we've been saying like because i'm so tall quite big i'm like most of my life is blending in in one way or another so like i can go to canada and i look like i'm part of canada but if i was in japan it's like i can't really hide <laughs> no no i can't hide either yeah i i, I stick out a lot as gaijin so that's that's the thing and then my brother is i forget if he's 192 or 194 centimeters but he's somewhere in there yeah so he uh he sticks out a lot too but he weighs about the same as i do so right oh man just these i don't know giants walking around Mm. in the world then i imagine in pennsylvania everyone's quite tall i don't know why i just assume the u.s is full of tall people um no no i think that's sweden you're thinking of sweden i don't feel like i'd fit in sweden either i need because your hair is curly yeah i'm a little too unkempt for sweden like a little too what (laughs) unkempt so Ah, okay got it i'm a little too furry for sweden i could probably go to finland i'd be okay in finland like i actually don't know anything about finland i mean it's like kind of like vikingy but less oh yeah less straight and blonde um so yeah i could get away with blending in there i feel i've dyed my hair black um it's kind of growing out but i actually do have blonde hair you do have blonde hair i've known you most of the time with blonde hair oh that's true yeah i've i've this is the thing i've seen so like i looking back on the video like i don't feel like i got changed obviously since like eight years ago because you do Mm -hmm. um as one does yeah my beard's bigger my hair's bigger but essentially i've dressed exactly the same as i did back then (laughs) i haven't i haven't dramatically changed but we've seen different versions of one another through a through a long long period of time i feel like you're a lot less morose now you're very (laughs) dour for such a long time (laughs) it's because of the jump cuts (laughs) it makes me I get to cut no, out like all the, the fun videos bits. you would do you would have i feel like it was very practiced this low and slow voice meant to be kind of creepy and i, I was, still do uh, sometimes i i just i couldn't and i'd like shut the video off halfway through i'm like okay you know i appreciate the content but no this is no this is going to give me nightmares it's to put you to sleep right like i've been told my podcast is good to go to sleep to yeah, I've been told that about my um, bedtime stories with Auntie Marcus series. Yeah. I don't know why, though. I feel like... <laughs> you have a very calming and soothing voice. I do not feel like I have a calming and soothing voice. I don't know. I feel like I it's annoying. You... No. It's got, like, it's got a nice... Um, what's the word? Like a lilt to it. Because a cadence? Yeah, like a cadence. Because like, that's, that's the thing you hear a lot in the UK when we talk about people in the US is like the american twang as it's called over here mm. oh um, um i this is a very practiced accent for me i have yeah. several others <laughs> but it is very much you got a very um i don't think it's i don't think the word is soothing but comforting <clears throat> like twang to the accent it's not so like if i'm talking to my my family i'll start speaking a little bit more like this okay so you get a little bit more they're southern yeah, southern in it. Um, so I try and have a northern accent because you get 
um, you're perceived as more intelligent, you're perceived as um, uh, you get more job offers. Yeah. I, I, you know, and then when I'm back home, sometimes I'm talking to people who have your accent or, or other ones from around the country and my voice will actually slip into a very, very poor pseudo British accent. And it's bad. I mean, it can be worse than like my no. American accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, don't oh, mind. I would love to hear your American accent. Oh, God, that would be amazing. Wants, nobody wants to hear my American accent. I think I did. Oh, maybe, no, I do. I think I did one at one point in like a. I did a video about accents at one point. And that was oh, terrible. I need to watch that. Oh, no. So that was. So the video I made for that, I'm just rem- remembering as I lived through it. I'm never going to rewatch that video because that looks like a cringe and a half. Um, oh, I want I want a cringe. So it was. Send it to me. There was a, another, in fact, another Thank YouTuber um, who who I knew for a very long time called, I think she was called Ollie Golly Molly at the time. Yeah. Um, and she she was uh, watching one, but she made a cup of tea in a microwave, and I got very offended. Um, <laughs> no, my life partner does that, and it drives me nuts. Um, so I made a rebuttal video, which was how to make a proper cup of tea, but I did many English accents throughout the entire thing, and it's so bad because I am not suited for accents. My accent is ill-placed anyway because I don't have a proper accent. Um you do though you're constantly saying oh i don't have a cute british accent or like a proper british accent or whatever it is that you say come to america people will jump you for it in america but in the in england to other english people it's obvious that i'm ill-placed because i don't sound Ah, southern i get that yeah like i don't sound southern because i don't have a a a proper for lack of a better term posh accent but I don't sound northern because I don't have a strong enough accent to like surround words around. There's a lot of a lot of colloquialisms, a lot of slang which go in with northern accents. Because mm-hmm. I'm Midlands and from a very a very specific part of the Midlands, I have a bit of both. Okay. Yeah, so, I get that. Yeah. Whereas it like in the US obviously I just sound English. There's someone told me I sounded American at one point. That I don't, I don't know how. I think it has to do with your demeanor more than anything. I'm just like, don't know. <laughs> okay, so like I've I've met people who are very, like they have like a Scottish or an Irish accent, mm. um, but they have the demeanor of an Australian. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Like this very body in, in uh, it's like, of course, you know, if you're Scottish or Irish, you could also be body, but like it's, it's, it's a different kind. There's a confidence which comes with Australia, which I don't know yeah. if it's just because, like, I mean, obviously we, we said like people far apart from one another in America, but like in Australia, that's even more prevalent. And I feel like you have to have that confidence to live in Australia. So oh, you're born man. and it's automatically, yes. So if I want to do anything, I'm going to have to go talk to people. So. Yeah. My um my sister my my Japanese sister um we adopted each other it's just something that happens in my life um <laughs> I get adopted or I adopt people um she married an Australian mm-hmm. and now my niece because they moved to Australia after the earthquake and tsunami because of the whole um uh Fukushima thing yep. the nuclear whatever they wanted to 
protect Kokochan. Um, so now Kokochan speaks English, okay. which is jarring for me in general, but she does it with an Australian accent and it just, Oh my gosh. Cause like at first she wouldn't even recognize me if I spoke English, she yeah. could only recognize me if I spoke Japanese and now yeah. she's just, Oh, she's so big. She's 11. Ugh. It's just, yeah. It's, I, feel, I mean, we said we didn't pick a topic for this podcast, but we mainly done like a culture exchange, which is huh. it's nice. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. Culture conversation. Yeah. I mean, we we were, yeah, as we say, we're living. I'm not the most lives. cultured human being, but you know, but then that, that 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 all depends on what you classify culture as, because to me, like I find so like I find America fascinating, but I find very specific parts of America fascinating. So, okay, expand like, on find, that. I find Texas fascinating. Oh my gosh! Because it's so far removed from the UK in every way, shape, or form. I look at it and I go, "This is." I just need to know more. I need to know, like, I don't want to be involved in it. I just want to know more about it because from the outside, like not being in the U S not having any upbringing, which even remotely gets close to it. It's like suburban America fascinates me because suburban England oh God. is so different. Suburbia is, Oh, it's an yeah. insidious culture. It is. But like, that's the thing is it's that's to me, that's the culture. And I was like that, it's fascinating. It's like if you, when someone from the US sees Japan, they look at it and go, this is fascinating because this is just completely different. It's just removed. See, but with Japan, a lot of the people who are fascinated by it are actually fetishizing it. Yeah. But then I guess that's, that's the really difference as well. But then it, usually with people fetishizing it, they want to be in it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you look at it, I feel like if you're looking at it from like a, value of just going okay i'm just interested like with me in texas like it just it's not something i'd ever want to be involved in apart from maybe going to a cookout because that sounds amazing but i've never been to texas and it scares me yeah but the same with kind of like east coast boston pennsylvania and stuff like that it's again it's just so far removed from like everything to say we're Mm -hmm. so similar so i think it's it's definitely a culture exchange just depends what you consider culture I mean, you could have peanut butter and what is it like marshmallow in a jar? That's fascinating to me. That's culture. <laughs> you have peanut butter and marshmallow in a jar. That's I'm disgusting. Of like, I love that. Is like a what is it? Jif? Is that a brand? Oh, that... um, I think it's it's either Jif or Jiffy peanut yeah. butter. Yeah. I see the swirl things, and I'm like, that's fascinating. You'd never get that on a UK shelf. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like something we would have here. I'm just unaware of it. Spray cheese. I've never seen spray cheese. Oh my god! I I actually very purposefully got um, spray cheese that said American on it, just just for giggles. And then yeah. I tried it, and it was absolutely awful. American I, spray cheese. I, I, never again. You can't get that in the UK. To me, that's 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 the to me that's as this is going to be a terrible comparison. That is the same as going to Japan and having sushi. Because, you don't really eat sushi that much. It's just it, like a special thing. It's like cookout hamburgers. It's just it's not just like that. Thing. Like it's common enough, but it's not like yeah. a daily occurrence. I don't like sushi. I never you did. Don't like sushi. I don't it's, like sushi. I'm not allowed sushi anymore. You're not allowed sushi. Well, I, I went vegetarian this year, so ah, it'd be a lot of vegetarian I, sushi, which is harder to get in the UK. Well, that's actually what I used to eat was um 
I have to translate everything before I say it. Cucumber rolls. Yeah. And I don't like so cucumber. That, that's what I would eat for the most part. But sushi and sashimi were never my thing. No. Um, but like much, much, much more Japanese um, are things like um, miso soup or um, there is no English translation for this as far as I know is um, natto. Okay. It's I'm just, um, it's, they're like really sticky, really smelly um, beans, be, bean-like things that you just like eat with rice. Not selling it to me. For breakfast <laughs> or, or sometimes I'd put them in rolls and eat them for lunch. Okay. Get to be. Uh, I'll feel like I need to send you a link to what Natsu is, but that's, that's like, if you like that, you're significantly more Japanese than anybody yeah. who eats sushi. That's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, I feel, I feel like a lot of people, like, especially when you live in a society or you live in a culture, you forget what things can be considered culture. Like biscuits mm-hmm. are a very UK <laughs> thing. We're aware that's like, yeah. that's a very UK thing. And or you like soldiers tea. Yeah, or like tea or crumpets. Like they're obviously stereotypes, but at the same time, you're like, well, no, that is our culture. I've never come across somebody who said crumpets. Crumpets are amazing. <laughs> Just have a British moment. Crumpets are amazing. Like they're one of those things of you don't make them, you only ever buy them because they're an absolute faff to make. Like, but when you have a crumpet, it's, everything's better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to come to the UK specifically for this experience because 99% of the reason why I want to travel is I just want to eat my way across the globe. I love food. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, one thing everyone can agree on. I also kind of want to go on a road trip to see more of America because I haven't seen that much of it. Mm. Um, and and I think the way I'll... I'll uh, map it out is to um, hit all of the major ice cream places it's a solid one yeah like ice cream tour of america yes would you you would you have to have an ice cream which was like synonymous with each city yes uh, yeah that sounds good i like the idea of doing that how could i do that in the uk we're not we're like we have ice cream but i guess i have a crumpet in every place but it'd be the same crumpet I feel like I should also do like a taco or burrito tour of the U.S. Like, I don't know, so something a little bit more quintessentially, um, quintessentially American, like uh, because we tend to bastardize foods. I was just about I to say, like that you pick two foods which I associate with Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> the main it's, thing it's, for the U.S. See, for me, I, I associate those things with Texas. Okay. Texas is Mexico. We just stole it from them. Yeah. Uh, well, you stole but like Tex-Mex West. is a big is a big thing here. Yeah. So like, um, also sushi burritos. Okay. We have sushi burritos. <laughs> it's a lot like the UK and curry. Oh, I like, love. We're known like one of our national for the dishes. curry takeaways. Yeah. Yeah, is is a tikka the masala. Same with Japan, we love our curry takeaways in Japan. So I yeah. feel like we're we're, we're like sister nations just yeah. in that. It's, just, it's a it's a that's how that's how we join Japan and the UK. <laughs> so we don't need a trade deal. What do we have? We have curry. <laughs> we have curry, curry yeah. and rice. We're not so going to involve India in this conversation. <laughs> we're just no. gonna, just Japan and the UK, curry yeah. and rice. I there, my absolute favorite curry place 
shut down. Oh. And I am wrecked. It was called, um, I think, Samurat. Okay. And it was, um, so I didn't grow up in the church, but I started going when I was in my late teens, early 20s outside of the house. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I left home, actually, I think when I was 16. But um, I started going to church when I was like 19, I think. Okay. 18 or 19. And just, just like learning about the whole Christian thing. Because uh, yeah. I, I had zero basis for it. So I went to a Christian church in Japan that was like two, two and a half hours away. Those Christian churches aren't all that common, but there was a a curry place and I would go there. And that was my Sunday. I think mostly why I went to church was so that I could go to the curry place. (laughs) It's the reward, right? Like, Oh, so good. Go again. So good. Praise God and then get curry. And I, I can't handle spice, so it was always like the mildest I could yeah. get. I'm not a spicy person when it comes to curry. I, no, I go I'm, for cream based curries mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, butter chicken curry, I think, is my favorite. I like a sag, like a good sag curry. Oh, yeah. Sag it's like is heavily good. spinachy. But then I'm not a huge fan of spinach. I only like spinach when it's I in love other spinach. Things. I just consistently I, um, to cook it. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a good Indian place here that my friend uh, actually owns. Um, it's called Rangoli, and my friend Krishna uh, like owns it and does all the the cooking. And you know, so I get all of the the Indian street foods, and they're so good. Like I love palak paneer, and I love you know like because he'll 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 you know only put a little bit of spice in just for yeah. me because he knows terms. that I'm. I'm stereotypically white when it comes to the amount of spice I can handle. That's, yeah. I feel that's, that's a, a classic stereotype of white people of not being able to handle spice yet consistently challenging ourselves to handle spice. <laughs> it's like across yeah, the I don't. curries are huge. It's like, you no, know, we can't handle spice, but it doesn't matter. We're just going to try. <laughs> and then my friend Quinn, she, she's, she's as white as I am, but she has so much spice that she's basically a Korean just transplanted into a white girl's body. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that girl. Oh, she scares me. She's like, oh, I just put a little bit in because I know you can't handle spicy. So just a little bit and I'll take a bite. And I'm like, you're trying to murder me. No, this is unacceptable. It's I put a little, I put less in than usual. It was just like three teaspoons of chili, not seven. <laughs> it's like, oh, I only put a half teaspoon in instead of twelve. Yeah, and I still can't handle it. It's a lot. I feel like that is the best way to tar a nation, though, is via food. Like, if you're in a place, mm-hmm. food becomes the central focus. Um, yeah, there's so many places I want to go specifically because, like, the only reason I want to go to Las Vegas, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's because there are certain restaurants there that I, I just they only exist in Las Vegas, and it's like. See, I wouldn't think of Las Vegas for food. That's all. Like it just oh, wouldn't come to have... mind. Well, what do you think about for Las Vegas? Gambling. Huh. But when someone yeah. mentions Las Vegas, we 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 think gambling and I alcoholism. Think... Yeah, I don't drink alcohol. I don't gamble. So I don't think of those things. I think of like the the shows that they have because I like Yeah, I guess I yeah. like music musical theater and 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 you know like Magic. acrobatics and stuff and Yeah. Yeah. And I think of um the it's known for their buffets. 
Yeah. See, the, again, like I know I'm aware of it, but it's just a, as soon as you you said Las Vegas, instantly in my head I got slot machines and we laughed. Oh, and I think that they're also famous for having um, legalized um, full service sex work. That is Vegas, yeah, because you you get yeah. you still get. Um, oh, there, was, there was a just going back like to the nineties. I remember there was like a documentary about that on what we call Channel Five. And it was all about like Vegas and its sex laws and comparative to the places around it, which were still heavily locked down. But then Vegas was this little, little pocket. Of, uh, yeah. But again, food. Is- I do, <laughs> I do have a lot of friends who are full service sex workers, but it's, yeah. it's illegal. So. Yeah. Unless you're in Vegas. Unless you're in Las Vegas. It's a weird little, I don't know, pocket mecca in the middle of the desert. But then it's the yeah, same place. I know that this isn't supposed to be a political thing, but we definitely need to decriminalize it. Oh, definitely. No, I completely uh, agree. I mean, that's that's the thing, because obviously we don't have space for Vegas. Like, we don't have space for the Amish. We can't have a space for Vegas in the UK. So it's, yeah, there's no safe space. Well, you, you drive, like, what, two and a half hours, and you're in a completely different country with a completely different language, culture, and history? I mean, I can I drive, drive two to and a half hours, city. and I'm still in <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah. I drive five hours and I'm still in Pennsylvania. I can make it to the capital in three hours if I need to. I can make it to Scotland in three hours if I need to. <laughs> oh my God. That's... Yeah, I mean, I can and make it to Ireland in four hours. People don't realize how vast this country yeah. is until I'm like, I can drive for six hours. Um, I'm dyslexic, so west yeah. and still be in Pennsylvania. Yeah that's it's, it's such a and what what i find strange is i like obviously you're you've got that balance of so being such a big country and yeah we're such a tiny country but on the world stage somehow we're comparable when it comes to to global political influence yeah yeah which like we're just well, this th- tiny pocket man <laughs> well i think it's because y'all were the sorry about that you guys were sorry. the first um colonizers yeah. Like you were the major colonizers. We became the colonizers after all yeah. you guys. You're our kids. Um yeah, UK, France and and America, just depending on the, the point in time in history, like yeah. who what who were the white people colonizing everybody else? But then what's strange about that is a weird kind of like round out to this, is that Italy barely gets mentioned whenever you discuss global powers. But we only exist because of Italy, because most of our really? well, most of our conquest came from and after the Roman Empire. So the Roman Empire came out of Italy. They conquered like everything. The Roman Empire was in Italy. Yeah, it's like Rome. Okay, geography is my worst subject. Okay, so the Romans. Um, I am dyslexic. To such an obscene degree, I yeah. was shown a map of the United States that was flipped. Okay. Um, and everybody was angry reacting it, and I couldn't see it. And then somebody's like, "Oh, it was flipped," and I was like, "Which part?" And they're like, "No, the, the whole I mean, to thing." Be fair, that's backwards. Looks, and I'm like, "As a country, you're symmetrical. Like, apart from Florida, which is like the wang. Oh yeah, Florida. Florida yeah. is the one little, yeah. my little but angry it's a, bit. Yeah, like Rome." which was where Romans came from, over Italy, they dominated like most of Europe, including mm-hmm. us. And then following them, we basically used most of their technique and technology to turn the tables. 
and do the same thing on such a wider scale. But then Italy kind of dropped off and became like a quieter nation. So like everyone kind of talks about us as like major political powers in France because they own so much and there was so much conflict between us and France. And then Italy just says, they're just like, well, we used to own everything, but no one seems to remember that. (laughs) Well, it was, it would have been almost a thousand years ago, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's a tiny chunk of time. In the grand scheme. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, 20,000 years ago that the mutation for blue eyes first happened. Yeah. It was just one one guy. Because if you look at it epigenetically, it, it is just one mutation from one common ancestor. So we have a common ancestor. We do? Yeah. We both have blue eyes. Apparently, I, I didn't, like, someone told me a few months back that my it's unusual for me to have blue eyes because I've got such dark hair. And I'd never thought about it as like a thing because my entire family has dark hair and blue eyes. Well, um, my father's side of the family too. Yeah. My mother is a redhead. So that's where I get all of the, um, the, the lightness and all of my stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, the blonde. Yeah. Um, but my dad, my dad's side of the family is, uh, black Irish. Yeah. So a little Scottish too. Just a little bits um, of everything. Scottish, Irish, Black Irish, yeah. yeah. And then my mom's side, I think, is Swedish and something else. Which I don't know. Maybe... Basically, if something is super white, it's in me. <laughs> <sighs> like, I am a melting pot of Northern Europe. I mean, I, I'm definitely, like, one of my goals for later in the year is to do, like, the um, You, Me, and 23 thing where you get your genetics oh, yeah. mapped because i'm curious i'm a curious yeah one. i'd like to do that too i just i'm also afraid i also want to get tested for the BRCA gene because so many so many people in my family die from cancer and yeah. um or heart disease yeah like like the men tend to die of, of heart attacks and the women tend to die of cancer i got into a whole discussion about that with my parents recently which is just if i take all the <laughs> illnesses from both sides of the families mm-hmm. and then kind of put them into a boiling pot it's like we live fairly healthy lives but then we we die like there's a lot which could come and i was just like really it's just a roulette like i I don't like when i get my genetics test i'm not going to get the health thing because i'm just i just want to roll the dice on it a little bit see you see what happens it'll come in like one way i'm already so sick like i i i want to I want to give myself the best chance at having quality of life. Yeah. To be prepared for it. Yeah. My life partner took the, um, the 23 and me thing. I don't think it was actually 23 and me. I think it was a different genetic test, but like to say that he has everything in his genetics is like an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) Like he goes from like German Ashkenazi Jew, Nigeria, East Asia, southern yeah. asia <laughs> you know like eurasia yeah. like it's everything but then like mostly he's he's spanish right. but then like he's got everything else yeah that's so strange i mean i think this is a this brings us to a nice like round out point of our cultural exchange yeah. see we've been talking talking for a little while yeah. but it's been it's been lovely to talk to you you as, as well as we should same. do this like 
without the whole world watching at some point in time. <laughs> no, it has to be every single time has to be recorded. <laughs> yeah, we'll record it and place it into the world. This will become a It'll little be great. Yeah, just like the 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 year long catch up of discussion yeah. of everything. Next time, maybe I'll have glasses. Even so, you actually see things. And yeah, yeah. I mean, my 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 theory is the cat stole them because. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Thievery was involved. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been nice, nice cultural exchange and discussion yes. of different bits and bobs. It's been Sounds good. Well, thank you. Have for a talking. good day. And yeah, and have the good the rest of your day because yeah, it's still early for you. Yes. I've got my whole day ahead of me. So many chores are happening. There we go. I will stop recording. <laughs>